Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on yet another hump day, Wednesday the 16th of June 2021. Cannot believe we are literally, well, pretty much halfway through the year. Um, <laughs> the year has gone so quickly. In fact, all the years are going really quickly. The older, older I get, I, feel, I just feel, click the fingers and it's another year gone. But uh, anyway, in today's episode, we want to talk about the importance of a growth mindset. Now, growth mindset for all intents and purposes is where it's at, irrespective of whether you're in sport, business, uh, family, individual contributor, sales leader, it's all really, really important to have a growth mindset in terms of what we do and where our performance is going to end up. And I love I love psychology. I love all things about psychology, especially as it relates to sales and high performance. And I find myself analyzing every, everything. My wife hates it because I'm always analyzing why are people doing that, what's, what makes them make that choice to do that. And, and when it comes to like football teams and so forth, and Melbourne played on Monday and didn't have a good day, lost their second game for the year. So I was um, analyzing them throughout the whole day. And no wonder she left the room. <laughs> That's another story entirely. Uh, but I just love psychology, and especially as it relates to sales and high performance. And as a sales leader, we don't want to be leaving anything to chance. We want to make sure that the odds are stacked in our favor. And so it's so vitally important that we adopt a growth mindset, despite what circumstances might actually be and what sort of challenges may actually be. And it's fascinating. I see so many sales leaders out there who... Uh, unfortunately, adopt what what we call the fixed mindset, and I'll talk about this in a second. The work of Carol Dweck, but um, they have a fixed mindset to the point where there's no credit. There's no well, there's no credibility, but really, there's no creativity. There's no innovation. There's no out of the box thinking, and they literally get the results that they deserve because they're fixed in their approach. They are certainly living within their comfort zone and not being prepared to jump out of their comfort zone, and not necessarily recognizing that the growth only happens when we get outside of our comfort zone. So I had a great workshop yesterday with uh, with an international group, actually, and we were talking about all things uh, growth mindset, fixed mindset. It was all about problem-solving, creativity, making great decisions, being better influencers as account managers, uh, salespeople, and sales leaders. And it was a fascinating conversation because it really brought home to bear the importance of having a growth mindset, particularly in the industry that these guys work in, a highly competitive industry, an industry that is susceptible to all the things that are happening in the world right now. So it's very, very challenging for many of them. And a lot of them uh, have been having struggles, really, really struggling with, the, the, I guess, the reality of their situation. But the importance of them, even those sort of situations and those circumstances, being able to adapt to the environment and adopt a growth mindset or a positive outlook is what separates them from their competition. And the conversation was phenomenal, and they got a lot out of the conversation we had, and it really brought to bear the importance of the work that Carol Dweck has done in terms of the difference between the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And just to give you an overview, uh, essentially there, there are two types of people based on her research. There are people who believe that the intelligence is almost static, so it's a fixed in terms of the brain doesn't expand, we can't evolve, etc., etc. And so when it comes to us, particularly in a sales leadership capacity, holding on to a fixed mindset, it means that we're probably not going to lean forward and face the challenges that we ordinarily should or probably could. Uh, And therefore, what sort of example does it set to our team? So people of a fixed mindset will tend to avoid challenges. 
They want to stay comfortable. They want to stay nice and warm and fuzzy in their comfort zone. And so when they're faced with challenges and when they're faced with obstacles, they might put a little bit of discretionary effort into it, but they'll typically give up easily because they don't necessarily see that there's going to be a positive outcome. And therefore, they almost say, well, what's the point? And so the effort they put in is not necessarily as big or as, as fruitful as it could be. Uh, and they see the efforts that they're putting in as almost fruitless or worthless. And the conversation they'll often have, certainly with themselves, but also with their team is, guys, it's, not, it's no point. We're not going to win this, so there's no point putting any effort in. So let's just let's just sit back here and be comfortable and wait for the next opportunity. It's it's not conducive to long-term sustainable success. And certainly when it comes to success and looking at the success of other people, other teams, other organizations, they actually feel threatened by that. And as a result, they tend to plateau very early, uh, very easily and very early, and they achieve a lot less than their full potential. And these are the people that we have that have a fixed mindset. Now, it stands to reason. Now, if you're probably sitting there listening to this and thinking, well, yeah, that, that doesn't make sense at all. Why would anybody want to have a fixed mindset, if, particularly if you're in sales? Sales is all about growth. Sales is all about um, expansion and delivering exceptional results. So why would anybody in sales want to adapt and adopt a fixed mindset? Well, you might be staggered that there are hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people out there in a sales environment who actually have a fixed mindset. Unfortunately, I've worked for many of them and had many of them working for me, and it's a real challenge to try and adapt and adopt to a growth mindset. But it is possible, which I'll talk about in a second. So if you compare that to a person who has a growth mindset and where, where this person believes that, you know what, we can develop our level of intelligence. There's always another level that we can get to in terms of growth, in terms of learning, and certainly in terms of performance. And so what this does, if you have an insatiable desire to want to learn new things, when it comes to uh, challenges being placed and obstacles being placed in your way, you're going to embrace these challenges. You're going to see these as opportunities to get better. And so you're going to persist in the face of any setbacks. You're not going to stop. You're not going to give up. You're certainly going to, not going to change directions or move in the other direction. You'll find a way to get through the obstacle, get over the obstacle, because you know there is an opportunity at the end of that obstacle at the other side of it. And so from the effort point of view, the effort is, you know what, I'm going to continue to improve because I'll develop this level of competence. And so the confidence and competence loop comes into this, and you actually start moving towards the path of uh, mastery. And so when you're looking at other people who are successful, who maybe have trodden the path before you and maybe have, have achieved a higher level of success than you have uh, right now, instead of being envious of them or threatened by them, as the fixed mindset person potentially is, you're going to look for, okay, what's the lesson here? What's the inspiration that I can gather from this person? What are they doing? What strategies and tactics are they using that I can then model from and implement into my own regime, in my own strategy, to then deliver similar results? And as a result, what tends to happen, logically, these people tend to reach a higher level of achievement and they extract maximum potential. Now, it stands to reason logically, your logical logic brain is going to say, yeah, it makes sense to have a growth mindset, particularly in it when it comes to sales. But for whatever reason, and a lot of this comes down to the beliefs we have, the environment we've been brought up in, the people we surround ourselves with, sometimes despite our best efforts, we can still sometimes fall back into a fixed mindset type of approach. And so when it comes to sales and certainly sales leadership, we need to learn to be optimistic and adopt a growth mindset. And the good news is it actually can be a learnt skill. Just like reading a book, just like riding a bike, just like driving a car, we can adopt a more positive, more optimistic outlook. And this might sound really, really simple, but really adopting a growth mindset really starts with a decision. And how quickly can you make a decision? Well, if you can click your fingers... That's how quickly you can make a decision. It is a choice. 
So that's the first thing to think about. If you want to adopt a growth mindset, make a decision to adopt a growth mindset. Then start thinking about, okay, how can I go about doing that? So the decision is the first part. The second part is looking at, all right, what do I need to put in place in order to start to uh, create that growth mindset? And one of the things to think about is, how do I become more curious? And one of the one of the discussion points last night, actually, we were talking a bit to this team with is, how do we cultivate a curious mind? There are many, many different ways to do that. And one of the key things is to look at different avenues that might be stopping us from adopting a curiosity mindset and therefore a growth mindset and remove those. So, so we talked last night about seven ways that we can uh, create a level, a high level of curiosity and therefore be more, uh, more creative. So the first one is to remove obstacles to your curiosity. And one of the key things here is to have a level of confidence to be wrong, to be okay with not having the right answer. And more importantly than that, being able to admit it. Now, this is a key thing for a leader as well. So if you can make a mistake, for example, or you can get something wrong, and more importantly, if you can um, admit to that being wrong, then all of a sudden you've now removed an obstacle to a level of curiosity, but also think about what example you've now set for your team. One of the key things around this also is to think about, okay, what are my beliefs? What, are the, what assumptions am I making? What sort of opinions do I have? Am I quite uh, judgmental in what I'm observing? Or am I quite inquisitive? So thinking about what sort of questions can I ask myself and and not necessarily being defensive in those answers, but really being curious and asking myself, okay, where does this belief come from? Is this a real belief or is this something that I've actually created in my own mind based on my own experiences? So remove the obstacles to curiosity. The next one is to just ask a lot, lots of questions. Now, so many people that think that they've arrived, they've just learned all they can learn and they believe they've reached their pinnacle. And these are the people that actually very quickly start to plateau and eventually start to fall off the edge of the cliff. And so if we want to adopt this growth mindset and, and be curious and develop this curiosity mindset, then we need to be curious about asking questions, even when we think we may have known everything. Because guess what? There's always something new to learn. Now, it may well be, a completely new perspective or it might just be a slight adjustment to your existing perspective that might be the difference that makes all the difference. And the key thing here is if you ask great questions, you've also got to be a great listener. So be really, really curious and ask great questions, but also be an active and intentional listener. It'll be the difference that makes all the difference, I guarantee it. The next one is to reconnect with your inner child. And this is about, if you think about when you were five years old, how did you view the world? Was everything just like a wow factor. You just wanted to explore, explore, explore. Unfortunately, as adults, through through time, through experience, through knowledge, and all through all those things, we can actually get to the point where uh, we lose our level of creativity. We lose our level of childlike wonder. And for that, it means that sometimes we, we, we don't look at things with a curiosity mindset. We look at things through a judgmental and through a values-based and a belief-based a belief uh, mindset, and that's something we need to really back tap back into if we are to be more curious, and certainly if we are to be a growth mindset person. And one of the best ways to do this, and just to check in, is to say, okay, if I was to have a conversation with a five-year-old child, and I had to explain to them what uh, what I did for a career, what my job was, or what my uh, say my objectives were, if I if I could sp- explain it to a five-year-old child to the point where that child understood exactly what I did then you've hit the mark. If, however, you're talking in language that the five-year-old child cannot understand, then you're talking completely out of context. So the same thing goes with thinking and asking questions of yourself. Think like a five-year-old child. Reconnect with that. Be curious, be creative, be innovative, and look at everything around you with a sense of awe, and I guarantee you'll change your mindset through that process. The next one is turn away from the familiar, and this is really important for a lot of people, particularly adults, because we tend to get into routines. We tend to do things the same way. 
We tend to get up at the same time. We have the same breakfast. We go the same way to work. We have the same coffee. We have the same meetings. We do the same thing over and over and over again to the point where you're actually not even thinking about it. So how do you change your routine? How do you get up at a different time? How do you do? How do you get dressed in a different way? How do you brush your teeth in a different way? Put your watch on the other hand. Drive to work in a different way when you can drive to work, of course. Go to work in a different a different route. So it changes it up a bit. So it creates a level of variety, and that will actually start to permeate through curiosity because you're having to be more more intentional. You're also going to have to be more present. Because how many times do you actually get to work and you've driven the same way and you've you thought, well, oh, how did I get here? It happens all of the time. So the next one is understand the context and the origin and history of things. So this is really about looking at new perspectives, looking at the best and the worst case scenarios, stepping back to see the big picture. Really understand the context. Oh, what's actually happening here? What's the story behind the story? And it comes back to reconnecting with the inner child. So if you can see things with childlike wonder, all of a sudden you can have a completely different perspective, which will lead you to ask different questions. You'll ask, be asking curiosity-based questions, and you might actually find some backstories or some things that you hadn't necessarily contemplated, which actually does give you a completely different perspective and puts you on a different path. So really explore that. The next one is focusing on forging deep and high-quality relationships. And this is a really important one, particularly for leaders. I see too many leaders uh, building what I call one-dimensional teams where they'll, they'll bring people into the team and they'll surround themselves with people who are very much like them, who think like them, who talk like them, who dress like them, who act like them. And it's a classic example of the law of you are the sum of the average of the five closest people to you. So don't build one-dimensional teams. It means we've got to forge deep relationships with people who are different. We need to value the differences that people have in terms of perspectives, in terms of views, in terms of opinions. Be open to those points of views. Don't actually criticize. Don't judge people for having those points of view. And one of the key things around this is to seek to understand because the more we can understand, guess what? You'll build your understanding, you'll build your knowledge base, you'll get different perspectives, which can only help you be better understood because you're now getting more multidimensional in terms of your approach, certainly when it comes to leadership, an absolutely critical component. So focus on forging those great relationships and be really curious based on people's backgrounds and go to find people who have different backgrounds from you and learn from them because you'll be, you'll be amazed at what you'll find out. And the last one is to work with people who have inquisitive minds. Now, this is a really important one because if you're working with people who are naturally inquisitive, naturally curious, it's amazing how easily that rubs off on you. So you can tap into their expertise. You can tap into their perspectives. You can use them to look for different different ways of doing things. They're great for brainstorming sessions. They're great for questioning different challenges and looking at things from a completely different angle to the point where you might actually find solutions you never even thought were possible. All of this leads to you being a lot more curious. And when you're doing this, when you're more curious, you actually tend to be more creative, which therefore leads you to having a more growth-oriented mindset, which, as we already talked about, is where it's at. And it's super, super important for us as sales leaders because you've got to remember that our team is always, always will be, always has been a reflection of us. Now, when we can become a growth-minded person, when we can become more creatively curious or insatiably curious, then magic is actually going to happen. You'd be surprised at what sort of results you're going to be able to generate when you have a natural curious sort of mindset and therefore take on the decision to have a growth mindset. So that's the key message for today. Growth mindset is where it's at. If you find yourself in a position where your team are focused on fixed mindset, focused on excuses as to why things can't happen, then chances are they might be suffering from a little bit of fixed mindset-itis. 
And if that's the case, there is therein lies your opportunity to make a change. But it's going to start with you changing you. You cannot change anybody else unless we change ourselves. So that's the key message today. And as a reminder, if you are somebody who is committed to taking your sales leadership to the exceptional level. It presupposes, of course, that you do have a growth mindset, that you do believe in uh, taking your performance to the next level and you're prepared to put in the work and you're disciplined to get stuff done, then let's work together. Let's have a conversation about working together one-on-one as early as this week. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. We'll have a conversation over Zoom and get started on your journey to being an exceptional sales leader within the next 90 days. So look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.